from Matthew chapter 1. Now the birth of Jesus the Messiah took place in this way, that when his mother Mary had been engaged to Joseph, but before they lived together, she was found to be pregnant from the Holy Spirit. And her husband Joseph, being a righteous man and unwilling to expose her to public disgrace, planned to divorce her quietly. But just when he had resolved to do this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what had been spoken by the, by the Lord through the prophet. Look, the virgin shall become pregnant and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. So when Joseph awoke from his sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him, and he took her as his wife but had no marital relations with her until she gave birth to a son, and he named him Jesus. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Awesome. Well, the first week of Advent, we, we got crazy, we potlucked, chocolates were involved, and uh, it was good. Some people's dogs ate them. And uh, second week of Advent, let's see, Caleb Gurdon brought the word. Last week, Emily preached. And we had a great meditative experience. And this week, here we are. This is the last Sunday we're going to be in this room together until later in January because the next two Sundays, we'll talk about that. But the next, next week's Christmas, we're going to do a Christmas Eve service. And then, and then New Year's, I can't remember what, New Year's Day, this place is not even open for us. And so we're going to be somewhere else then in somebody's yard. So stay tuned. Uh, yeah, anybody have any fun things they want to share from their childhood about Christmas that sort of stood out to you while we are chit-chatting? Um, yeah, or that maybe you didn't get to share? Any not fun things? <laughs> uh, yeah. Any just real sad stories? You didn't get your Oscar uh, weenie whistle? Uh, you know. okay. Wow, great stuff. Great stuff. Yeah, uh, man, you know, Christmas, uh, I know I've, I've said it many times because we don't really do like Christmas presents uh, per se at our house, and, uh, you know, Story's finally getting old enough where she's like, come on, you know, and, uh, and so, you know, leave it to us to take this day that's all about the birth of our Savior and make it about the most coveted uh, material desires, but, uh, yeah, I wanted to start... Uh, I, I listened to a podcast um, not too long ago that someone sent me, and there's an Irish poet, and he actually died several years ago now. His name was John O'Donohue, and um, he wrote this one poem called The Nativity, and I have this in here, and I wanted to read this for you guys, and I thought about reading it in an Irish accent because that's how you truly should hear it, but I don't think that's going to work out. No man reaches where the moon touches a woman. Even the moon leaves her when she opens. Deeper into the ripple in her womb. Then encircles dark to become flesh and bone. Someone is coming ashore inside her. A face deciphers itself from water. And she carves around the gathering wave, opening to offer the life it craves. 
In a corner stall of pilgrim strangers, she falls and heaves, holding a tide of tears. A red wire of pain feeds through every vein until night unweaves and the child reaches down. Outside each other now, she sees him first. Flesh of her flesh, her dreamt son safe on earth. I thought that was a pretty good one. So we're... Uh, I'm, uh, I'm going to get in slippery, uh, slippery slopes this morning. Uh, it's a little bit of a dangerous thing, as I will be a man speaking about birth. Uh, so, EGR, just a little gray, extra grace required uh, this morning, as, uh, you know, Lord knows what you don't know. Uh, so, yeah, birth. A lot of birthdays uh, we're talking about these days. I think we shared a story a couple of weeks ago where uh, we're in the car with the kids and, and Daly just kept rewording this question. She was, she was like, what's it called when it's the day you were born after the day you were born? And, uh, and we were just like, we're like, can you reword that, you know? And, and we just went forever until we finally realized she was asking about a birthday. And uh, we're like, you know, it's like, how have we, how is this a missed thing uh, here, uh, you know? It's like, uh, she would get really upset though. She's like, what's it called when it's the day you're born after the day you're born? And we're like, oh, it's just his birthday. So, uh, yeah. Actually, it was funny. The other night, uh, too, we were sitting around. Uh, we were sitting around the dinner table, uh, like you do, looking at our belly buttons. And, um, and I, w- I thought it was just so funny because, well, Daly was trying to convince everyone that hers was an Audi. And, and Story was like, that's a ninny. And uh, it's like, okay, let her just have whatever she wants to have. Yeah, no, it's not a big deal. Uh, but we were talking about, well, that's where you were connected to mommy. And, and it is fascinating that all humans everywhere bear this mark in the middle of their self right, that is, is a reminder of, you, of where you came from, of your mother, right, and of how uh, dependent you were on this person, right? What she ate, you ate, right? And, uh, and it's really sort of fascinating to, uh, to think about. But uh, yeah, but I'm going to slip into this uh, territory a little bit this morning. Um, it just reminds me, I always think, I always laugh because it's like that, that song that Mark Lowry wrote, right? A man wrote that song, right? Mary, did you know? And all, all the memes that are going around now, it's like, oh, Mary knew, you know? It's like, don't try to mansplain what Mary didn't know, you know? And uh, I think that's really funny. But um, speaking of memes, there's this other meme that's going around I've, been, I've seen several times lately, and it's like this like big powerful image of Jesus next to this image of Jesus like in the womb, and it, uh, what does it say? It says like um, infinite cosmic power, itty bitty living space, you know, <laughs> and reference from like Aladdin or whatever, you know. I was like, that's, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. And then I, I was like, hey, so does that mean, like, you know Joseph at some point, like, was rubbing the belly and trying to make a wish, you know, just like, just to see what would happen. I don't know. Something could have happened. Um, so, yeah, it, we annually sort of arrive here at this moment, and we, when we gather and we try to conceive what it must have been like, right, uh, for, for Mary, uh, right, to, to carry God in her womb. Truly, no one understands this 
particular kind of connection with Jesus um, other than, uh, than mothers do, right? That, that mother connection, I think is I think is so significant because Mary has that with Jesus and and really uh, no one no one can really perceive what that must have been like short of uh, mothers right without the mother connection we only have part of the gospel message we only understand part of who it is um, uh, part of the life of Christ and so uh, Mary obviously has been somewhat marginalized by many different traditions uh and so the the divine mystery that god would share dna with someone right in the flesh this feminine body on earth is a theological quandary and uh, and so often it's it's not a it's it's not addressed by kind of just not addressing it it's it's just sort of ignored maybe or you just sort of write it off or, or worse other traditions even condemn uh Right, condemning traditions that might explore Mary's special connection with God further. And so uh, a posture, this is right, a, a posture over against women that is justified through centuries of oppression. So um, at least a little bit of kudos to the Catholic Church, right, for, for, uh, for at least wrestling and sitting with Mary a little bit, even if somehow they failed to, to recognize the ministerial vocation of, of women. So the quandaries continue. Uh, and so, you know, take what you get, I guess. Um, but God comes on earth, and even in God's pre-arrival, Okay, even in God's pre-arrival is, is writing injustices as patriarchal cultures are broken loose just within his inception and, and birth among us. And so as a woman's womb becomes God's chosen entry point, right? And so God's closest relationship. So Mary is, is so important for us this morning. Mary models what we all might do. Mary models the, the, the trajectory that we're all on this morning, that you and I might be willing to be impregnated with the Holy Spirit. That, that you and I this morning might be willing to become pregnant, okay, stick with me here, with, with God. Look at someone this morning and say, are you pregnant? Are you pregnant? Yeah. Yeah. Woo! Sauce, sauce, sauce it up. Sauce it up. Are you with me? Okay. TMI, TMI. Right? What does it mean that, that we might be full of God within ourselves, that we might give birth to the divine in the world? It's a question for us, isn't it? God comes to us and he asks, just like he did Mary, can I have you? Can I have my way with you? Can I do what I want to do with your life, with your body, with your hands, and with your heart? Can I have you? This is the movement of Advent. Uh, the other night I was walking out, I had um, tucked the kids in bed, the whole thing. And the routine gets longer every week somehow. And uh, they're like, Dad, will you give us a puppet show? Not tonight. But uh, we, we always sing songs and 
And, uh, and Story goes, I'm about to close the door, and Story says, Dad, she's nine years old, Dad, who's Emmanuel? And, uh, and I was like, well, that's, you know, it's like, we've been singing these songs, like, this is your, like your ninth advent, you know? And, and I was like, I was like, that's, a, that's one of the many names we give Jesus. It means God with us. Right? And she's like, oh, that makes that song make so much more sense. And I was like, yes, it does. Yes, it does. Advent confronts us boldly with this question, doesn't it? How is it exactly that God is with us? O come, O come, Emmanuel. Advent confronts us with that, doesn't it? You know, one of the important things we teach our children is is about their bodies right and and uh right and how that's your body and and you can say no or you can say stop or 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 all the things right and of course that always backfires when you're trying to get them to brush their teeth and they're like no it's my body you know and you know what i'm talking about yeah i'm not gonna brush my teeth my body right my cavities right i'm like it's gonna be my money paying for that your cavity uh but uh, we, we continue that. I feel like we do that a lot as adults when we talk about rights. You know, we talk about our, our rights and whether we're talking about, uh, you know, our cultural, religious, or humanitarian rights or uh, all those things. We can we sometimes get translated into, in the end, that we want to do what we want with, uh, you know, how we want, whenever we want right? We want to fulfill whatever craving we have. We want to live freely without others imposing on us how we should live, right? I just want to live. That's my, it's my, it's my right. It's my body, right? And of course, rather than a framework uh, of human rights where all humans have the same level of dignity or equality, uh, right, our conversation around rights becomes a lot about getting, right, we, we hear things like getting what we deserve, right? So it's not about grace or about original goodness or something like that. Uh, it's about, I worked hard for this, and I deserve this, and I can, you know, it's like, obviously, I can carry, uh, I can carry whatever weapon anywhere I want, or I can, I can do whatever I want with what I have or my body, uh, wherever and however I want. I want to eat from whatever tree in the garden I want to eat from right? We're still tooting the same horn, aren't we? Obviously, these ideas of human rights and all this stuff is very complicated, which is why we're still marinating on it for decades, right? But there's, there's no such thing as what I do not affecting the whole, because we're all interconnected, aren't we, right? We're all part of the whole. And so, yet it's no secret that when we want our, we want our, we want our rest, when we're tired, we want our kids to sleep when we're tired. Uh, you know, we want our snacks when we're hungry. We want our entertainment when we're bored. We want our sugar when we're hangry. You know, all the, all the things, right? Uh, in the end, we want control. It's a, it's a driving desire. Uh, but what if salvation this morning, what if salvation, what if this, this, this whole thing that we come here and talk about is something that only occurs when we relinquish control? What if birth is something that only happens as we surrender? Which there could be a few testimonies of that in here, at least from the, from the couple kids that were birthed in my house. You know, it's like, 
It was like only when there was a place of, it's like, did that, did that baby come? Anyway, for another time. Uh, I want to I jump in this, this passage that, uh, that was read earlier, just for a second, from Galatians 5. Because um, this is when I, I this, this whole passage I think is great. And it's one I return to a lot um, in life. But I'll just reread a little bit of a snippet from verse 13. For you were called to be free, brothers and sisters. Come on. Only don't use this freedom as an opportunity for the flesh. But serve one another through love. For the entire law is fulfilled in one statement. Love your neighbor as yourself. But if you bite and devour one another, watch out or you will be consumed by one another. I say then, walk by the Spirit and you will not carry out the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is against the Spirit and the Spirit desires what is against the flesh. These are opposed to each other so that you don't do what you want. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Mm. Love your neighbor as yourself. We're still trying to figure that, that one. Uh, what if this morning it's not about you? <laughs> are you with me? That's the one that, like, uh, you know, obviously Emily reminds me of that a lot. But, uh, you know, it's the one that's always, that uh, just comes back to that. It's not about you. It's not about us, is it? Uh, that's, a, that's a hard one. Uh, that's a hard one. Um, Emily was, was out. This was a couple Wednesday nights ago. And the kids had been, uh, this was the Wednesday night they were practicing for their play that we just did at the Towers this Wednesday. And the kids had gotten home first and you were still gone. And um, we're sitting at the dinner table for second dinner. And, um, and the kids are eating. And... Uh, we were talking about how there was no Joseph in the nativity play. And because out of all 11 children, none of them wanted to be Joseph. And so we've got shepherds and magi and sheep. Someone was going to be a chicken, but no one wanted to be Joseph. And so it was like, well, we're not going to have one. And uh, it's, it's so it was just like, come on, right? And anyway, so we were, we were kind of talking about that. And, um, and, uh, and Joseph's glaring ab absence was somehow led me to mentioning, right, that, that part of the, the miracle of Jesus' birth was that it was a virgin birth. And I knew the moment that I said it, like, I was like, Caleb, what have you done? <laughs> and because uh, and, cause you could see like stories, stories like Engine was like turned, she was like, you know, it's like, Daddy, what's a virgin birth? And I'm like, well, your mom's not home yet. Look at the time. Uh, yeah, yeah. I was like, well, starting to unpack, unpack it, right? Uh, you see, Mary was pregnant with Joseph, uh, or Mary was pregnant with Jesus before she was married to Joseph, and, and when I said that, Daly just audibly gasped, and she's like, she's like, oh, you yeah, know, 
because, because if you know daily, like she like this, she connects those things. Like marriage is babies, yeah, you know, and like, I don't know why we didn't do that, but, uh, and, and story is over on her side of the table and the wheels are still just like, like they're just, they're just cranking, you know, and, and she says, so does that mean that they didn't, and she just inserted, it, it was part funny, but way too anatomically correct for me to repeat here, and, uh, and I was like, yeah, that's right, honey, they didn't do that, uh, yeah, yeah, that is, uh, that's correct, uh, finish your vegetables, uh, you, know, you know, it's bedtime. You know, and uh, it's like that, it's like that, what's that passage of scripture where it says when, when you're brought before judges and courts that, G, that the Holy Spirit will give you the words to say at the right time? It was like that. It was like, come on, Jesus, give me something here. Um, yeah, yeah. No Joseph required. Uh, it's interesting. Even through the Gospels, you're like, where is that guy? You know? Uh, and, and it's not... It's not that he was a deadbeat. Uh, it's, it's that this is a critical correction point in Jesus' arrival, right? That the attention is not on the man. Joseph is important, but Mary is the model for us this morning. The angel of God comes to her, but instead of her responding with a no or with a terms and conditions, uh, right or a myriad of other ways that Mary could have responded, she says, "What?" She says, "Here am I, the servant of the Lord. Let it be done to me according to your will." It's amazing, isn't it? It's essentially the same the same thing that Jesus prays in the Garden of Gethsemane. Right? Let it, let it be done to me according to your will, God. Same thing Jesus teaches us to pray. Right? Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. It is this, this posture of surrender. That's, that's a hard prayer to pray. Does God get to do with you whatever God wants to do? I'll, I'll pick on Ryan a little bit because he's not in here. But, um, you know, as I, as I shared earlier that... that um, Glenn passed away this week, and man, it, it, it was rough. And I'm going to tell you guys, I guess I'll pick on him a little bit, but he was at that hospital room for like, do, I'm not exaggerating, like dozens of hours, like changing wet cloths on his head and all this. This is not his dad. This is not even his best friend, right? Glenn was just someone in need. And I, and I man, I... I'm telling you, I'm not saying like, let's all be like Ryan, but you know, he's a pretty good guy. Uh, but you know, I, I think these are, are moments when, when God is born among us, somehow even in the midst of the room of a dying man, that, that when we are impregnated by the Holy Spirit, right, things like love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness, and faithfulness, and gentleness, and self-control, which is somehow the hardest one, they start to leak out, don't they? They start to come and are birthed into the world. Uh, last, last weekend, 
we went to, there's this church in Green Hills. What's the name of that church? Some other church in Green Hills. One of the big ones, right? They're all big. It's Green Hills. They got money. They do this thing that I didn't know until this year um, where they convert their church and their gymnasium into like a, Beth, a replica of Bethlehem. <laughs> and it was pretty baller. Uh, I'm going to say like they had done their research and there was Hebrew everywhere and they were making stuff. They had a huge stone and they were making olive oil. Where, like, I kid you not, we got to taste it. You, it was like Disney World for Christians. Yeah, there was stroller parking. Yeah, yeah, it was crazy. And uh, and they were like kids were smashing grapes with their feet and all this stuff. And they they literally had they covered the gym. This was in the gymnasium, but you couldn't see the floor because there was no less than four inches of mulch over the gymnasium floor for this event. Right? They just covered it. They you know. It was wild. I was like, wow. All the stops, right? Welcome to Bethlehem. But we, we went through the whole thing. It took like an hour and a half because we were braiding things and making things and, and learning the Shema. And anyway, and we, we come all the way out and, and we're like kind of go through this hallway and then you get, get out in the outdoor corridor. And of course, there's some animals in the pen because, right? And, uh, and then there's some, some enclaves with fluorescent lights. And then kind of among that, out there, was, was the, the young kids who were Mary and Joseph and baby Jesus. And, and after going through all the Bethlehem stuff, you're like, oh, Jesus is over here, you know? <laughs> and, and, and maybe that's what they were trying. Maybe it was on purpose because that's kind of how it happens in the Bible, right, where Jesus born, it's like kind of like off the side, you know, in the stable. But even my nine-year-old daughter was like, they kind of botched the landing on, on that, you know. I forget what she said, but she was like, you know, she was like, it seems like they didn't put very much thought into Jesus' birth. And, and I was like, you know, honey, you might be right. We're going to wrap this up. How are you missing it this morning I'm not gonna I'm not gonna ask are you missing it because I think if we're honest we're all missing it in some form or fashion continually um, because Advent at its core isn't static or finite right it's kind of like a spectrum it's something that you're trying it's something that you're moving toward uh, right because you can, you can see it, and you can sing it, and you can decorate it, and you can do the whole thing. You, you can mulch the gym floor, but you can still miss it. And we can do this thing here 52 Sundays out of the year and still be living by the flesh, right? just following whatever craving comes next. We can do this whole Christian calendar thing again this year for a whole nother go and still be sort of casually avoiding the inception of the Holy Spirit within my own life, still avoiding the sanctification. And I think that is what Mary invites us into this morning. 
that surrender. That prayer is so hard. Transforming your very desires. Right? Um, I'll say this because we're a room of, 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 of younger people. But, um, you know, I've, I've been friends with lots of, I'm going to say, quote, older people in their 60s and 70s and 80s and 90s. And I can say without a doubt, uh, it is very difficult to change who you are and what you do and what you believe the older that you get. And that's just, you know, there's some exceptions, right? The rut just gets deeper. Mary, you know, Mary likely had to have been so young to receive such a, such a life-altering request, right? So if you're waiting today, if you're waiting for the grass to get greener, for the, for the check to come in, for the timing to be right, for the stars to align, to get your ducks in order, right, to tackle that project before you receive this impregnation, right? What are we even doing here? I'll read the words of the, the prophet this morning. We're going to read this whole passage, but I think these couple verses are good. Again, the Lord spoke to Ahaz, saying, Ask a sign of the Lord your God. Let it be as deep as Sheol or as high as heaven. But Ahaz said, I will not ask, and I will not put the Lord to the test. Then Isaiah said, Hear then, O house of David, is it too little for you to weary mortals that you weary my God also? Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Look, the young woman is with child and shall bear a son and shall name him Emmanuel. What does it mean this morning that God has come all the way to you? So may you open yourself all the way up to God this morning. Let us pray. Lord, let your will be done to us, be done to me this morning as you see fit. In your name we pray. Amen.